Alright, welcome to On Your Mark Get Set Review. I'm your host for this week, Andrew. Tonight, we are viewing two movies. How many? One, two? That's right, two. And what a perfect number because we have two contestants for tonight. Was it a coincidence or intentional on my part? Intentional. Well, contestant number one, shut the fuck up. He's not introduced yet. No one knows who he is. He's a blank face in a blank storm. I don't know what that means, but you were making me angry and you were testing my patience. Contestant number one, do not make me give you one less point so you won't be able to get your recommendation. All right? All right. He's he's admitted defeat. He's with his hands in surrenderment. He is crying and begging permission. I, I'll, I'll let it slide for this time. <clears throat> But for this week, we watched two Woody Allen movies, The Purple Rose of Cairo, canonically the first in this twofer, <laughs> and we watched uh, Midnight in Paris, canonically later in uh, uh, Woody Allen's career. How about they, you may ask, 2010, a good, almost two decades after Purple Rose of Cairo. <laughs> I know, it's an interesting fact to me too. That's why I wanted to say it. Uh, we have two contestants for tonight. Uh, let's get the contestant number one who talked out Turner Oyer. You might know him as the bad boy of the podcast. He's wearing a leather jacket right now, cool shades, his hair slicked back, he's sucking on a lollipop really long. Well. Uh, he just swallowed the whole thing, sticking it all. That's pretty cool though. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Carlo. Hello. Uh, hello. Carlo, thank, thank you for coming tonight. Well, thank you for having me. You smell very sweet tonight. It smells like donuts. Why, thank you. you. Have, I believe you have a story for the audience tonight. Perhaps not a story, but more a game between you and William of who can guess what I've done tonight to make me smell like sweet donuts. I don't know who William is. We haven't introduced that person yet. That's right. He must be dead or yeah. non-existent. Interesting. D-I-H. Oh, my God. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's get on. Can I just ask you, is, did you learn canonically? Is that a new word you learned today? You feel to overuse it already? Uh, contestant number one, you have lost a point. Oh, what? Bullshit. That's in the rule book, number 29. What? Thou shall not insult the judge, <laughs> aka the game host. All right. Uh, now moving on from garbage to what? greatness. What? Uh, he may be in Portland, but he's still near to my heart. Welcome, contestant number two. Well, I am from the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, uh, part of that is true. Uh, oh, has anyone ever uh, referred to as who I am? Oh, no. This is definitely the first time. <laughs> oh, really? It's actually happened before? Of course it has. Oh. <laughs> Did you He is stop? the most famous... Well, well, perhaps one of the most famous Williams in the world, next to uh, Prince William. William Shakespeare. And, uh, no, no, no. Well, I was thinking hitting. of uh, currently living. When you so hit the table, it makes a noise. On I'm not hitting the table. Don't touch the table. I'm touch. I can't touch the table. No, for real, don't do that. What do you mean? Don't it do that. It makes a horrible noise. This is making what? You can hear the reverb. No, you can't. This is very sensitive equipment. Yeah, uh, I can hear it on this end. Yeah. How dare you, Will? You okay. take his side. So look, obviously you need to sober up, Carlo. Yeah. Oh my God. Obviously, I really do. Edit out those forty seconds where Carlo kept smashing the table with his. <laughs> all right 
Thank you for that enlightening story, Will. I had no idea the world was such a tough place for you. <laughs> it, it, it's life of hardship. First world problems. I, I you are the personification of them. Mm, As yeah. a compliment. I'd agree with that. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, locked and loaded, I see. Oh, God. Ready to get those discussion bullets filing? <laughs> oh, my God. What was that? Oh, oh that was the worst. Well, when we get these bullets over Broadway flying? Ooh. All right, don't be hysteric about it. <laughs> well, do you do you know what you just opened? You opened a Pandora's box. Oh, it never, doesn't close after no, this. No, we'll, we'll get to that later. That is the only game we have coming up. Oh my god! Oh, no, Tori <laughs> made rules up. For... But to quote Will, it's not really a game, is it? <laughs> it is a game. It's more of a comedy bit. <laughs> It's a classic comedy bit. Classic. The audience has no idea what's going on. They're completely in the dark. I think so. They do actually know. get to something they might know about. Let's get into Purple Rose of Cairo and uh, the canonically later felt Midnight oh my Paris. God. Uh, do, you, do you have like a, a word a day dictionary where you tear away the sheet and you learn a new word tomorrow? No, I'm still on the bees. Oh my God. What? <laughs> uh, so let's get on to this discussion horse <laughs> clop away. Uh, let's talk about the Purple Rose of Cairo. Woody's popping boners. Okay, add that out. No. Edit Keep it out. in. All right, so I told you, you would have been forbidden for doing that. Sh- you seriously edit that out. Never. No. Keep it real. in. That's going to be the tagline of this episode. No, it's not. All right. This is the whole, this is not the Thin White Dude podcast where it was free reign to do anything. What, it's not? <laughs> yeah, because we had one listener. <laughs> and that guy was fucking bananas because he was on Molly and David Bowie in the fields. <laughs> but yeah, so this is not in the podcast. It's edited. No, it's, it's not. not a joke. It's not a pit bull. It's all unedited. Well, shit hopefully down. I keeping will remember it all. that uh, when we get to the editing phase. Well, <laughs> weeks. let me tell you. Will, Will. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, edit that shit out. It's not a joke. No. I don't want any mention of this in the podcast. Don't listen to him, Carlo Will. is going to sabotage this. Like you're your story. own boss. <laughs> but for real, don't sabotage this fucking episode. Sabotage it all you want. All right. I don't even remember where we ended that. So. I think you were just going to start talking about Purple Rose of Cairo. Uh, Purple Rose of Cairo, the canonically earlier film oh in my uh, God. Woody yeah. Allen's career. <laughs> 1984? Yeah, 85. Yes. Back to the Future year. <laughs> yeah, lots of, uh, well, I guess this is a film about time travel, yeah. but <laughs> it is a fantasy film. Do you think they stole the idea for Back to the Future from Rose of Cairo? It has to be. Where it's almost like time travel. They travel from the film from the 1930s to... The 1930s. <laughs> Shot earlier in the 1930s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's get into it. I think we can give like a really brief, brief synopsis. Basically, Mia Farrow is a waitress. She's married to Danny Aiello, a fate that no one wants. <laughs> apologies to Danny Aiello's wife. Uh, apologies to Danny Aiello, who's an amazing actor and a great guy. Very good. To his Gilbert Gottfried's interview with him and his podcast. Amazing guy. He's a very gregarious fellow. Oh, fucking cool guy. Uh, and she runs afoul. Nothing good happens. Shit happens. She gets fired. Then she goes to the movies to, you know, calm herself down. Get back into good spirits. When Jeff Daniels in the movie points her out and goes, Hey, you, I like you. You must really like this picture. You've seen it like five times already. Then he just fucking bursts out. Like Broadway Danny Rose himself, he steps out of the picture. <laughs> oh my god. 
Uh, and then, you know, madness ensues at the end. Everyone, ha- everyone ha- is happy. Yeah. Well, that's the purple coat subscriber, everybody. Moving on. Uh, so let's, let's get a brass tacks, gentlemen. Well, did you like this movie? Uh, Quite a lot. Uh, yes, this is a very good movie. Very good? Quite good. Quite very good. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I think it's safe to say we're all Woody Allen fans here, are we not? I'd say so, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. Everyone present is a Woody Allen fan, yes. Uh, I know Cardo is probably a number one Woody Allen fan here. I'm yes, assume. number one. I'd say, well, you're a distant number three. <laughs> uh, well, if we want to base that, like, say, on the number of Woody Allen films seen, I would imagine I'm probably in the last. Okay. So well, so you better I've you better seen, step up your I've game, seen, son. <laughs> I've seen uh, a fair share of Woody Allen. Films. Have you seen them all? Have you seen Celebrity? No. Not a film? not a true fan. <laughs> Celebrity, no. Not a true fan. I haven't seen Celebrity or. Funny uh, story. I saw the second half of Celebrity with Carlo at his home with uh, our yeah, friend Wayne. Our friend Wayne. Yep. We were we were doing a Woody Allen uh, marathon where we'd see a movie every time we'd visit each other, and well, Celebrity uh, was up. Me and Wayne, yeah. And Celebrity was up, and Andrew had to come. And well, the way I remember the story with Wayne is he ruined the last half with his commentary. (laughs) With his running commentary that he could not stop commenting on. Wayne joined with me, making fun of Celebrity, which is the only thing you can do when there's just one person talking, and you have to kill the silence. I don't even remember Celebrity that much, to be honest. I, I enjoyed Celebrity. I remember not enjoying it. I will say, as the Woody Allen fan, I enjoy all of his movies, except for like two. Which, I'm going to guess one. Curse of the Jade Scorpion? No. I actually enjoyed oh. that one. Yeah. This goes. This, this is actually. I'll give you a clue. It's late 80s, early 90s. Oh, shit. So that Jason Biggs movie's on there? Not on there? No, it's not on there. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Is this Gabardine? Uh, I would throw whatever works into um, Woody Allen doesn't absolutely nothing for me at all. Really? I still enjoy Larry it. Larry David is probably my least favorite. Woody Allen persona? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Kind of, maybe Kenneth Brown is worse. Yeah, Ken, I could see Kenneth Brown yeah. in there. Well, it's funny. You think of Larry David and Woody Allen it's, being kind of kindred yeah. souls. It's true, just true, too true. perfect of a combination is the problem. Is it? And I don't think Larry David really does a good job delivering it. An underrated Woody Allen persona is Will Ferrell and Melinda and Melinda. I thought he did yeah. quite a good job. It's understated. Understated. Quite good. Quite good. He makes it his this own. This guy has made way too many movies. He makes a movie it's, a year. A movie a year. Keep busy. Is, is that way too many? Like I don't think so. Yes, some of them might be dull, and some of them might shine through. <laughs> what was it? From from Love with Love? Too Wrong with Love? Oof. Oof. Like, two of those stories were good. No, I say one of those stories was good. One and a half. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. I like two of the stories. Jesse Eisenberg's story, amazing. Yes. A great short film buried underneath a pile of garbage. <laughs> the, so, the, one, the one about the... the, the, the kind of adventure, but let's, let's get into our love of Woody Allen first. I love Woody Allen. Controversial statement. <laughs> <laughs> so Woody Allen may, has made some great films, including Annie Hall, uh, Hannah and Her Sisters. Um, so good. Many others. Stardust Memories. I'm a big fan. Ooh, so good. Uh, Manhattan. Ooh, so good. Uh, and uh, coincidentally enough, the two movies we're about to talk about today. No. No. I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, so let's let's get into it. For Rosa Cairo, we all like it. I do. Uh, what do you all particularly like about the movie? Like, any specifics uh, that jump out at you? Well... 
I kind of liked how I, I hadn't seen this movie before uh, watching it yesterday, and I liked how the guy stepping out of the movies kind of had like it had its own plot to itself, and that it actually had effects on like the industry, and people were kind of flipping their shit about it. It's I, I just kind of assumed that it. <laughs> I kind of assumed that it was like a romantic movie about a guy who uh, escapes from the silver screen and then they just kind of follow that plot along to wherever it goes. But uh, a little more complex than that. Very, very amusing. Um, all those scenes of everyone going crazy. And mm-hmm. and the scenes of the uh, the actors on screen playing Pinochle and the audience is there just like watching them. I kind of enjoyed <laughs> really that. Funny. Where they're just all doing their own thing. Like the psychiatrist just talking yeah, back at his wife. Really yeah, interested in human beings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? I like the the African American maid. She just she just like comes in and she's like that priest ain't supposed to be here till real six and like well we can't do anything Tom's not here and, she and she's like y'all are hustling my ass. She just grabs a martini, sits right the fuck she down. She really does. I loved it. I love that sass. Uh yeah, I love this movie too. Uh, it works really well with Midnight in Paris. It does. Where it it's a good combo. The same kind of thing. It both deals with like magical realism, but it all deals with kind of the same themes. While Midnight in Paris is more about nostalgia. Uh, Purple Cairo is about escapism. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's all about uh, disengaging from your current condition in order to like kind of live in fantasy. True. Uh, they both end up in very different places, though. They Some do. end up much better than others. <laughs> uh, yeah, very melancholy ending and uh, uh, Purple Rose of Cairo. A bit unexpected, but... Yeah, what did you all think about the ending? What do you think Woody meant it's, with that? Well, I, I mean, it's supposed to be like, you know, a, Real life. a contrast between, yeah. like, yeah. you know, the realities of life. And it, it's it's gross to think that the Danny Aiello character has something right to say. Because he's just a, a human monster. monster yeah. <laughs> kind of. Huh? No, he said human monster. Then Carlo. Went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he is uh, kind of right uh, in this circumstance. It's very melancholy. Uh, but she's still, you know, enjoying her movies yeah. at the very end. So you know, light life isn't movies. Life is real life. You know, in yeah. the end, you just go to escape. And just for a brief moment. Just for a brief moment. And and I think so you still have to come back to reality, end, no matter what. Where she does choose to live in real life rather than movies, because yeah. mm-hmm. this does also work nice, nice contrast with uh, Hannah and her sisters, where Woody is about to kill himself in that <laughs> accidentally uh, causes his bolt to fire and hits the mirror instead, goes crazy, and then ends up watching Marx Brothers movies and realizing, mm-hmm. oh, why would I want to miss out on life? Life is awesome. <laughs> Life yeah, is what a reaffirming up. sequence. That Spoiler is. alert. Yeah. <laughs> and while this is not, you know, too much of a life affirming message, in uh, it's still an enjoyable yeah. ride. Yeah. I just, yeah. I had fun. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's a good movie for an hour and twenty minutes. It's good, straight to the point. Like you can't really, I wouldn't cut anything in there. I no, enjoyed everything. It's good. That's it's what I good. like about damn good. pretty much all of Woody's films. They are mercifully short. Yes. None of them uh, really go over any length. True, true, Which true. is really hard to say about really any movie. Very true. Most... Well, he's a, a, a very efficient person, yes. I think. And that reflects in his screenplays and his sort of work ethic. 
Uh, I really enjoyed Jeff Daniels in this movie. Mm. He's very uh, distractingly fresh-faced. He looks like he a was like baby. thirty years old in this movie, like a smooth, uh, sexy baby. <laughs> this is a part of his career where he could kind of pass for the the matinee idol, I, I guess. True. Um, and he does really well with playing this uh, fictional character who kind of Naive is only now just yeah. engaging with reality, and the actor who is incredibly full of himself yes a complete ass <laughs> yeah it's so funny how he just he he talks like someone reviewing his performances it's <laughs> quite amusing uh, uh, it also does show more of Woody's love for films mm. where even if life is just your shit everyone just took a huge dump on you the world sucks. You always got the movies. Yeah, you can at least skate for at least an hour and a half and enjoy yourself. Yeah. And it does, you know, help, you know, give, probably give her the power to move on at least. That's why, at least that's why I hope it can. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's, it's what you gotta hope for. You gotta hope for a happy ending at least. You know, real life doesn't really grant you it. Yeah, life kind of sucks, you guys. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I agree with Should you, Will. Strip, guys, about how much life sucks. Yeah, let's do it. I think we'll call it Crash. My life. <laughs> Which Will almost recommended last week. Fuck you, Will. Well, I did recommend it. I very fortunately did not win. <laughs> Imagine if we had to watch Crash. I would kill myself. Why not? I think David Cronenberg was pretty good in the mid-90s. No, 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 no! Not the oh, you, good one. oh, you're talking about the get bad crash? Yeah. How dare you? How watch, dare you, Will? We weren't gonna watch. Um, what the fuck's his name? What's the Ultron? We, we were, James Spader? Yeah, we were gonna watch <laughs> yeah. Ultron fuck a wound. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hat Man from. <laughs> Hat Man. <laughs> Hat Man. Yeah, from the Blacklist. When Go is on. the Hat Man gonna come into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> yeah, good question. Oh man, that'd be great. <sighs> Hey, you guys, it's Hat Man. <laughs> he just walks in and he's like, oh, he's bald. So he wears the hat. <laughs> uh, Wait, no, no, no. He's balding. <laughs> no, no, he's like completely bald in the show. He is pretty bald. It looks like... It's like shortly cropped It really hair, does though. look like a pinhead, yeah. his head. It's odd. He it's looks, oddly shaped. He looked better with the longer hair just receding, which is a strange thing to say about anyone, but I think it kind of worked for him. It, re- it really did. That, um... Secretary 2000, but also right. Robert California look. Yeah, 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 uh, exactly. Yeah, short hair. Don't care about James Spader's career. Short hair. Don't care. About Long hair. I'm there. I'm there. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Someone said it finally. Uh, so let's get into Midnight in Paris. Well, what were your thoughts on Midnight in Paris? Canonically later film. Oh my Midnight God. Spirit. Word of the day. Canonically later. <laughs> in Woody Allen's career. Uh, well. What are your thoughts on Midnight? What are your thoughts on Midnight in Paris? Well, um, uh, I, 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 I kind of love Midnight in Paris. Uh, I always, uh, from the outset, thought this was, um, uh, Purple Rose of Cairo is a lot of fun. It also has that kind of cynical bent, whereas Midnight in Paris, uh, through and through, is kind of very uh, comforting. Yeah, uh, it is like a warm blanket you throw on yourself, snuggling mm-hmm. for the night, get a nice cup co- of cocoa. Maybe you spike the cocoa a little bit, get some nice old rum in there, and you're just uh, getting a little nice Fitzgerald buzz going on. Enjoy I, yourself. I think you have a problem. Why don't you fuck off? Oh my god. He's getting belligerent now. You, you have a problem. Get out of my house. Okay. 
and the podcast. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, let's move on. To what I was saying of his word salad. He's fucking schizophrenic. Uh, Midnight Paris basically has Owen Wilson go through time and shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans. Uh, and I just want to say, first of all, Owen Wilson is he the best Woody Allen surrogate? He's certainly up there. Because some of the, like a lot of Woody Allen dialogue, you, I, I was thinking about it. I wouldn't imagine coming out of his mouth as quite good as it did, but he pulled it off really well, and I was happy with him. It feels really natural. I want you to look at this. Uh, what? Okay, first of all, this is a visual. It's a visual medium. This is a visual well, medium. what you're seeing, Andy. Yes. Uh, he's showing me a picture of Owen Wilson having a surprise face. Possibly from Wedding Crashers. I cannot tell for sure. But I believe I, I believe I texted the same thing to Will with no response. Yeah, and I assume that was a, a, a screen capture of in Midnight Paris. It was. It's actually my favorite reaction to anything he has experienced in the movie. I'll let you guess what scene it was. Oh, is that when... Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Let's set the scene here. Uh, 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 Owen Wilson has gone through time a few times. He's been quite attracted to a certain lady... Named Marion Cotillard in the movie. Cotillard. She's French. Uh, French. He decides he needs to get her present to woo her. And so he looks around his apartment. Well, hotel room. Hotel room. My mistake. Hotel room. I'm sorry, Woody. My mistake. Hotel room apartment. Because I know Woody is an avid listener to this. He sent us many, like, great letters going, keep up the good work, guys. I thought they were cease and desist. Is that like a Woody Allen bit? No. Like, it's the oh, truth. I, 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 I thought there were cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. He just goes through the apartment and then he gets his wife's earrings and goes, okay, can you use these? Bada bing. These are good enough. Bada bing, save a little money on yeah. the side. And right when he's going to the door to exit the apartment or getting all nice gussied up, cologne on, all of a sudden in walks his wife and her parents. And... Well, well, technically, she's, te- technically she's not his wife yet. Sorry, Woody. Oh, fiance. Fiance. Well, I'm, I'm a mistake. <laughs> and his eyes bug out. <laughs> Whoa! I'm bugging out! Oh, man. It's like the I Try Call Quest song, bugging out. Yep. <laughs> Andrew, you are close. It's actually right when she's like, where are my earrings? And that's the look on his uh, face. I, like, lost my shit in the theater. That is... Uh, Perfect screwball scene. Oh, perfect like, screwball scene. You can't do this. What are you? It's not the maid. You're just, you're vilifying this woman who's done nothing wrong. <laughs> and then the best part is when he realizes what he can do, he immediately goes back like, oh, I, th- I found these. Are these them? <laughs> I love that scene. Oh, my God. I remember when I saw this movie. I think I saw it twice in theaters. It was just so good. What, would you? How far would you rank this up? Woody Allen's It's oh, top 20. I believe, it's, I believe it's pronounced oeuvre. Thank you. I believe it's pronounced oeuvre. Um, no, you're wrong. It's oeuvre. I believe it's pronounced the Louvre. Yeah, the Louvre. Thanks, Will. Jeez, read a book. Fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, well, wouldn't it be a nerd if you did read that book in question? Is, are you using some kind of nerd logic for me, boy? I think I am. Who you calling, boy? Boy. <laughs> Who you calling, nerd, boy? No one, boy. I'm calling you a boy, boy. Hey, no one calls me a boy, boy. This is this is 
highly <laughs> derailed the podcast. Sorry, I don't, I don't like where this is going. Sorry, Sorry Woody. Sorry, Woody. You know, the uh, French word for boy is garçon. Garçon. No one asked you, Mr. Pulp Fiction reference of the day. <laughs> they call it a garçon with cheese. <laughs> we should have shotguns for this shit. Oh, my God. Are we ever going to talk about this fucking movie? <laughs> no. We're reaching Hutaki U2 levels of annoyance. <laughs> No, I, I really like this movie, and it shows that he's got a gem. And at, least, like, at least one movie in five is going to be a real gem. This uh, is that gem. Movie in three. We said the little batting streak now. Uh, Blue Jasmine, 2013. True, Blue Jasmine was quite good. Yeah. But I'm talking about like an exceptional superior gem. I say both of those are exceptional superior gems. I wouldn't go so that far with Blue Jasmine. But... Uh, well, you think Blue Jasmine, correct? I have. I like that one quite a bit. Would so, you uh, rate that on the same level as Midnight in Paris or slightly below? How far um, below would you rank it? Yes, Will. Please tell us. Do you Seven like Do things. you like to see a woman suffer? Yes or no? Please answer on the record. <laughs> well, uh, I don't uh, particularly... There you go, that. ladies and gentlemen. Will is a psychopath. <laughs> I, 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 I True. He likes the, human uh, suffering. It's uh, acting talents uh, placed on display. She's quite good. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay... Ooh, so good. Hey, uh, yeah. hey, yeah. I'm Andrew Dice Clay. That's what he says, right? I think so. He was in The Sopranos. He was Tony Soprano. Yes, he was. <laughs> Played famously by Andrew Dice Clay. Hey, bada uh, Oh my God. <laughs> there is a. I'd like to point out there is uh, this. The escape into fantasy is a kind of strongly recurring thing in the works of Woody Allen. Yes. Uh, as I detailed to Andrew and Carlo the other day in person there is a short story uh, Woody Allen wrote about a guy who uh, finds a way to transport himself inside of uh, books to escape from his very uh, menial life uh, I don't know what that says about Woody Allen but uh, 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 can you tell us where he ends up in the book I'm uh, laughing at the end of the story he uh, finds himself trapped inside of a, a Spanish language dictionary <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, supposed to be some kind of uh, barren hellscape or something. I think he's chased by like a letter or something. <laughs> it sounds like. Hey, so when is he adapting that into a movie? What's that? When is he adapting that into a movie? I think it could work. Uh, hopefully soon. Essay. Moby Allen. Moby Allen. Uh, yeah. Uh, both films are about escaping from reality. And I have to say, I think. Midnight in Paris had the far better conclusion for this guy. Owen Wilson lucked out a lot. Well, he really did. He does very well, and he uh, apparently charms a very attractive single French lady, and uh, is doing pretty well by the end of the film. Well, I like that they Although it's her much earlier on in the movie, rather than, oh, yeah. It's just some a random chick for, at yeah, the end. It's a reward from him. He learned. He learned, yeah. But instead, you know, it's like getting to someone who actually shares his interests rather than someone who's completely unlike him at all and you wonder why they're even together in the first place very very true well she is quite attractive which can sometimes be blinding but in the end i mean could it be a happy ending he did end up with um someone who murders people for money this is the unofficial prequel to mission impossible ghost protocol right oh ghost pro yeah ghost pro <laughs> where he's just a stay-at-home husband and like she goes off and earns the money by trying to kill off ethan hunt's dream team I don't know who she is. I assume she was in Goat's Pro. Yeah, she was in Ghost, yeah, Ghost Pro. She was the one who killed Sawyer? Yes. That monster. We saw that in theaters together. IMAX. IMAX. 
So, good. Yeah, so close you could see uh, what a good movie. Yeah. So close you could see uh, Sawyer's eyes of fear as he died as he leapt off the the roof and landed on his air mattress backpack. That's so cool. That was so fucking cool. Mm. Sawyer, we miss you. <laughs> Come back to us. All right. I feel like we're not talking about. We're talking about ed- ed- anything except Woody Allen. Anything except I really want to talk about Midnight in Paris because I love this movie a lot. It's so good. All right. I guess it's because hard to tell you the audience of why we like it so much because we all really enjoy it. You really uh, just have to see it for yourself. Seeing is believing. Seeing is believing. But Santa Claus. Oh my God! Starring Tim Allen. Yeah, the Santa Claus. Yeah. The Santa that Santa was the for the movie. What's the Santa Claus three? What Don't was that? See this. Don't see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, the one with Martin it is the one with Martin yeah. Short. Or wasn't it like the Curse of Jack Frost? <laughs> Santa Claus Three: The Curse of Jack Frost. <laughs> they were expanding their very complicated mythology. <laughs> they were trying Natural. to create a cinematic universe. <laughs> they Where Martin Short at the end goes, "You think this is just you? It's much bigger than just you, Santa Claus." <laughs> and they introduce him to a room of all of these <laughs> equipments. You see the bunny rabbit's Easter basket. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you Spider-Man too piece of shit <laughs> um but <laughs> in Paris is such a charming movie in the way it is it really is because what my one of my favorite parts in the movie is Owen Wilson realizing he's stuck in the past for like a little bit and then he's out drinking with the Fitzgeralds having a good time at this jazz bar and you see this close up on his face and it goes like very slowly from this like where am I face like just wide eyed what the fuck am I gonna do? He's got the and wide eyes, the bloodshot like, eyes, and but then he's having fun. His face just slowly morphs to a smile and a smirk, and he just starts to bounce into the beat of the music and really enjoying himself. So good. It was such a great scene. So good. Because most movies would make that a while, like probably ten minutes mm-hmm. devoted to them realizing they're stuck in the past. You have 30 seconds here. Yeah. And you get the point, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Owen Wilson, for your beautiful face. That's uh, Woody Allen efficiency in a nutshell. Yep. Yeah, well, it's so good that there's no... I mean, the fact that he's trailing back in time is really barely a thing. It's so lost over. Yeah. Yeah. Does it matter? No. (laughs) Move on. That's what I like. It feels like a a John Schwarzwelder, that book you wrote, that I didn't read. Why am I saying this? Why are you saying this? I don't know if I could make a sick reference, but I didn't know what I was talking about. What's the name of that book I didn't read? Yeah, that one. Hey, you guys want to see my copy of Infinite Jest to keep around the house, but I haven't read yet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, seriously, could get it. No, I'll get it later. Okay. It's seriously in my other room. I know. I've seen it several times. <laughs> and you go, wow, he read Infinite Jest. He's read Infinite Jest. He's a popular guy. He's yeah, he must be smart. Nope. <laughs> I've read about her page. It's long. It's like a thousand pages. It's hundred pages, but it's very daunting. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But tackle it one page at a time. I finished Murakami's uh, I, I, 1Q84. Took me about like a year, but that's about 1,400 pages. So did Foster Wallace. Oh, my God. This Foster Wallace is a genius. Woo! Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Manette in Paris. Uh, so, uh, who who is our favorite of the uh, the, uh, the 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 authors that are okay. represented in the film? This is a tough one for me because I got to go with either Dolly, Hemingway, or the Fitzgeralds. I'm probably gonna go with Dolly because Adrian Brody's uh, acting in this is such a delight. Such a delight. Yeah, I know 
we say delight lot in this, but really, this whole fucking movie is just utter delight from start to finish. Yeah, it, Adrian Brody is so awesome. I wish she would be in like more great movies. Is As that, Dolly, have you? Seen, <laughs> well, he's great in everything. Very true. Have you seen that horrible movie, Inappropriate Economy, where he plays Flirty Harry? No. It is one of the worst things you've ever seen in your life. Interesting. Uh, Thank goodness he's not any more stuff as Dolly. <laughs> he he gives it a hundred and ten percent. He really does. May Dolly, I, Dolly, Dolly, Bender, Dolly. May I play you something? Uh, it, well, it's gonna happen anyways. Completely indecipherable. Thank That's you, all you get. That's all you get. <laughs> that was like listening to air hiss over my ears. Oh, your breath smells like baby piss. <laughs> you said I smell Stop like moving your phone. You said I smelled like a sweet donut. How dare you insult me? God damn you! What's want to sabotage this episode? I really don't. I will say it was Dolly last night because I recorded that. But now thinking about it, I I Hemingway. It's for me just because of the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Corey Stroll, so good. Did I say stroll or stroll? I think he said stroll. Corey Corey Stroll is taking a stroll. Is it in this role? Is it T? It's like stool or no? It's not Corey Stool. You are overcomplicating. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I love that guy. Too bad uh, he committed he is, suicide in House of Cards season one. And he is garbage in uh, the strain, but everyone is garbage in that show. Oh, you hated that towards the end. That was a good show. It's camp. It's fun. Just go with First it. First of all. It's not camp. It's taken too seriously to be camp. Oh, my God. And can we get... Uh, I don't even talk about that show. Because there's that horrible Mexican character who's the worst Mexican gangster who goes, Ese. He does not go, Ese. He does. <laughs> hey, who you talking to me? Uh, cracker Ese. Uh, no. <laughs> hey. You gay? Hey, you gay? You, you want to talk to my finger? <laughs> He's talking to the... I like how the extent of your spent... <laughs> You don't know a lot of Spanish words, but you know penis in Spanish. <laughs> I'm worried to where I come from. Oh my god, I'm worried about you. But oh my god, this show's terrible, and that's, I can I can write someone as like racially stereotyped as that. True. And it's like I love my mama. True, true, true. Oh god. Okay, so midnight appearance. <laughs> All right, no more diversions. I, I love my mama. I say it. <laughs> I thought we'd be. I thought we would be like ra- laser focused today because we all love Woody Allen. We all love these. There's movies. no laser focus. But here. this is like the most half-assed episode we've done in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. Uh, so okay, Midnight in Paris. Focus. focus. Fucking focus. Focus, Will. Jesus. We're focusing. All right. Let's compare this movie. To There's the nothing focus. noble about death, unless the prose is clean and your death is honest. Let's compare this to so Prose of Cairo. Where has the cynicism gone? Uh, well, uh, I'm sure Woody Allen is living a very comfortable life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, well, I think he might have been living a comfortable life. And he just did Annie Hall in the seventies. I, I guess so. But uh, he's, he's living a, a more comfortable life. I don't even think it's that. I don't think that would have anything to do with it. No, I, I would argue that it would because if, if you look at Sweet and Low Down and that end scene. You sort of realize that, like, he gave up love for his art. And if you start noticing the trend that the next four movies Woody Allen did are, like, Small Time Crooks, Hollywood Ending, Curse of the J. Scorpion, and anything else, 
you kind of see the trend that he Downward. gave up his art for love, and that's kind of when they started sucking. So if anything, yeah, I mean, like, that's where the cynicism has gone. The comfortable life, you know, the romanticism has got in, and he's just he's more comfortable. I mean, he's happier. Jasmine is a pretty dark movie yeah. uh, and and cynical. Um, match point. Got a little match point. So good. I still haven't seen match point. You gotta see match point. It was so good. You gotta see match point. Well, it was so good. Opera soundtrack. So good. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, uh, but, I, yeah, I don't know what exactly, uh, you know, maybe he just wanted to kind of make a version of a story that was maybe not quite as... Uh, uh, self-crushingly depressing. True. Yeah. Um, but there's something I liked about that, though. It, it, there is, a, like, a certain sweetness to Purple Rose of Cairo. There really is. Because you can really tell what he loves at uh, Mia Farrow character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the look on her face at the fade out though heart wrenching such yeah. a good actress loved it is that her best performance uh, her what best performance oh no uh, was she in husbands and wives I don't remember she was pretty hardcore in that I'd say Hannah and her sisters is up there for sure hardcore parkour parkour oh, she was doing parkour in husbands and wives yes she was okay Sydney Pollock, though, the fucking best okay. line of the best scene of any, any movie Paris. he's ever been in. Midnight in Paris. How are we why on? are we doing this? Why are we doing this? I don't understand anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Oh, God. Why are we doing this? <laughs> oh, my God. Are we doing an impersonation? going to do so bad at the end of the night. Oh, yes, it is, which is why I refuse to do it. <laughs> uh, Paris looks uh, so incredibly like lovely in this movie. Breathtaking. It's kind of drizzled in honey, <laughs> almost. It's the honey's uh, dripping. Drizzled by honey. It's, the honey is dripping from every scene. That... You just want to lick the streets of Paris well? <coughs> I think he does. <laughs> yeah, they look delicious. You kind of have uh, to remind yourself that, like, down the street, there's that scene in Irreversible that happened, and even further down, like, all of Lahaine takes place. Oh, no. Yeah, don't forget about that. So there's several sides to Paris, you guys. So the streets of when... Paris are filled with cum and honey. <laughs> when, when this film. Uh, in the land came of cum out, and honey. Um, my. Uh, my uh, uh, grandpa's uh, wife, who is Belgian, uh, she, she said she really liked the movie, but n- not she advised not to take it as a, a great you know example of, of Paris. Oh well, yeah, this is I don't think, the yeah. nice side of Paris. I don't think you could really take any of Woody Allen's films as really showing all the city. No, no. Mm. but if you were a certain type of uh, film goer, you may uh, think, oh yeah, this is perfect. It's all cobble streets and everything. Yes, it is. Nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> like, to Rome of Love is really sugarcoating Rome to a huge degree. Yes. And that film was garbage. Three-fourths of it. To half. Three-fourths. Half. I, okay, what half do you like in that movie? I know we... I, I, know I, know Bob Paris, but I want to know why. Uh, what? I know we're not talking about New Name Paris right now, but I really want to know. <laughs> It better not be the opera one. It better not be the one, Penelope Cruz. Is it Penelope Cruz? I think it is Penelope Cruz. Of course, the Alec Baldwin one is greatness. Yes, yes. We all agree. But it's the one about the tourists who get lost. That sucks. No, that was actually good because the opera one is the mediocre one. I just, I, for as much as I love Roberto Benigni, his was just no good. Ooh, no, 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 no. How much Ooh. as you love How Roberto Benigni? I love Roberto Benigni. As much as I love Roberto Benigni. <laughs> yes. Uh, garbage. <laughs> so half, half. Oh man, he was so funny when he was like waving his hands and it was so exaggerated. Oh man, Pinocchio, right? Hey, Pinocchio, Pinocchio. I'm Pinocchio, man, man, man. 
Bernini. That's <laughs> not how it went at all. Ah, Holocaust. Oh, my God. Go away from the shower. <laughs> I'm walking, then I get shot, point, and give me my Oscar. Bernini. <laughs> I'm human garbage. But, but Paris looks so nice, and it really looks kind of how uh, Owen Wilson kind of perceives Paris. Oh, okay, that, that, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, it's through his eyes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And fuck, what a wonderful look through his eyes. Mm. If only you could rip off his skull, <laughs> scoof out his eyeballs, and put him in her eyes to see the world how beautiful it is. that nose. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Owen Wilson, give us your eyes. Uh, it's... Give me your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Optimus Prime for <laughs> Or you to keep us focused up to this part. Uh, fuck. I thought we'd get more into this, but it's really hard to describe why we like this movie so much. True, true, true. Especially since, well like, written. right before I watched it, I was hearing this NPR interview about it, and they sort of gave away, like, the whole gist of it. Well, like, they started talking about Kathy Bates and who she played, and then I'm like, wait a second, is that what happens? And they, so they sort of ruined the surprise for me, which I think would have elevated my enjoyment of the film in the theaters, because I didn't really know about it. Oh wait! What do you mean you didn't know about it? I didn't. I didn't know about the time travel aspect. <laughs> I didn't. Well, there's a I, trailer for. It. I'm pretty sure they gave it away. The whole concept. Actually, they really didn't. Uh, yeah, I. I actually. Well, I'm not sure. I watched a trailer for this film before <laughs> I saw it, but uh, I've seen the trailer. When I went but into it, I really didn't know what it was about. Yeah, there was no evidence of that in the trailer. So Will got to enjoy it more, and yet somehow I feel I loved I it more. I don't think it's a surprise. The movie's not making a surprise. <laughs> it's revealed like within 20 minutes. Oh my god! To get there. Still, well, I mean, it's not like a movie that's kind of built on a twist, but it's, yeah, nice it's like, to oh, he was in the past the whole time. <laughs> like, oh my god, the F. Scott Fitzgeralds were the F. Scott Fitzgeralds. I thought they Let were just like homeless imprints. <laughs> itself on its own terms. Because I almost thought, like, you know, it'd be funny if this whole time he was just at a costume party the whole time. <laughs> and everyone thought well, he was crazy. passed out in the gutter, he's got a heroin needle. Well, what a dark view of life you have. That'd be the purple rose of ending. You came to Florida and you left a lot worse than you came. Stop touching the table. I'm touching the coaster for fuck's sake. It makes noises. Do not understand. When you touch the table. I know the coasters are fun to play with. They really are. you got to leave them alone. Are you on drugs? I am. No. (laughs) Yeah. We still haven't yet to play the game of what did Carlo do tonight to make him smell like like he fell in a vat of sweet donuts. Well, is it vat or bat? That. It, you, you said bat in the car. I said I, that. I thought you said that. No, I, I said that. You wouldn't find a donuts in a vat of any kind. You would find them in a box. Wow. What an expert will here. Jesus Christ, you fucking nerd. Have <laughs> <laughs> you asked your opinion, you fucking nerd? <laughs> but, okay. I, I think the thing about Midnight in Paris is that <laughs> it is a very nice movie. Yes. It's not especially complex and difficult to unpack. No. Uh, no. It pretty much lays its themes all out in front of you. Yeah, but it's so well made. Yeah, so good. It is. I don't want to call it a trifle. A trifle? What do you call it? Tr- a truffle. A trifle. Sure. Truffle. Yeah, yeah truffle. Truffle. Oh. <laughs> uh, a trifle is light fluffy. Yeah, Bender is trifle. in a perplexing situation. I, I, I hesitate. I'm hesitant to call it like a trifle. A trouble. A, a truffle. Yeah, a truffle. <laughs> yeah, I'm hesitant to call it that. Because it does feel like so it's just so well made and well crafted. It does make you think at least a little bit that it's hard yeah. to call it just light. Yeah. Which yes. People do write it off as that. Yes. 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 Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> this is really all we have to say about Midnight Parish, isn't it? We have nothing to talk about here. Oh, it's fuck. good. What do you want us to say? So it's good. Really, I so loved it. This podcast at this point. <laughs> I love this show. I thought we were going to have a great discussion. It's going to be serious, like a Pony Pool. We talked more about Pony Pool than we talked about Midnight Parish and Purple Rose Cairo. Two, uh, uh, two films greater than Pony Pool by a great degree. How dare you? Stephen, I'm so sorry, Stephen McCaddy. He's listened to this. That fucker can tie. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stephen McCaddy. And he listened to this. I'm sorry. I'm back, you well, I regret suckers. He died last week. He Wait, was? what? <laughs> no, I'm joking. You son of a bitch. We, I'm sorry, well, Stephen McCaddy. Well, you know McCaddy. this comes out three weeks later after we recorded it. He could have died yeah, by the time he said that. You jerk. We could make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Whoa. Whoa. What are you planning, Will? <laughs> Will, Florida has changed you. <laughs> Well, he did watch a man die here. Oh, that's true. On Universal, on the Red Rocket, oh, right on the roller coaster. Bonus round joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Carl, we now have to go to Disney and talk about it on air. Oh god! Will. Oh my fucking god! Uh, what parks do you want to do? I'll let, I'll let you decide on the air. Only Epcot. No. Okay. No dice. <laughs> then, uh, then pass. Okay. Will come back to Florida. Animal Kingdom, here we come. Woo! The park with the fewest rides. And with the most oh, smell of feces in the air. Are we going to MGM Studios, which is now pretty much garbage? Wait, there's an MGM Studios oh, park? Well, they got changed the name. It used to be Disney MGM Studios. But then MGM obviously got bought out. So now it's Disney Hollywood Studios. Uh-huh. Which is now being I renamed. I kind of wish there was a amusement park for every single Hollywood studio. I actually agree with him. <laughs> well, Paramount does. Um, where's the Where's the failed Orion Pictures amusement park? <laughs> what would they have in Orion? A Touchstone. A lot of Woody Allen movies. Yeah, Touchstone. Where's Touchstone? <laughs> or where's Imagine Entertainment? Are they have an Apollo thirteen ride. No, I think. Oh my God, Apollo thirteen was actually <laughs> a planned no. ride at Universal at a point. No lie. No lie. The house. Oh my God. Oh, you know the Ed TV ride could be an Imagine Studios. <laughs> Would that be a stunt show? Yes, the poor man's Truman Show. It's where you sit down and hear I want to tell you something that I learned today, and I was crushed to learn. Oh, Batman! I was not able to experience during our trip to Universal. What, William? And that is the Murder She Wrote attraction at Universal Studios Florida. Oh, they also had a Star Trek attraction, nineteen ninety-two to ninety-six. They also had a Star Trek attraction too. Well, fuck Star Trek. <laughs> Look, Murder, She Wrote, Agatha, uh, not Agatha, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Agatha. I mean, yeah, Angela Lansbury well, is the pen had, name of Agatha Christie. Well, uh, well, if you remember at the Terminator 2 pre-show ride, they had the footage of the old woman getting ready to watch Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> oh, that is some great cross-promotion. Uh, also, all that is 20 years old at this point. <laughs> we see Shaq still as a basketball player. Will, stop living in the past. This isn't Midnight in Paris. All right. So, Midnight in Paris, final thoughts. How many Parisian bagels would you give Midnight in Paris? And how many crushed hopes and dreams would you give? Uh, um, They're pronounced croissants. I thought someone crushed hopes and dreams at the point. Yeah, they're, they're pronounced croissants. They're pronounced kiss my ass. Oh, my God. Uh, how many crushed hopes and dreams would you give Purple Rose of Cairo? And how many... Croissants would you give to Midnight Paris? I would give Midnight in Paris all the croissants in the world. And um 42. 42. 
let, let me paint you a picture from Midnight in Paris. And this is a little picture of my day. Stop exhaling because you're actually going to like this a lot. Um, today was kind of rough on me. I had a power outage at work, which if you work at a movie theater, that's the worst thing that could ever happen. The, what happened, though? Well, what if the, the theater burned down? I'm sorry? So what if the theater burned That'd down? That'd be a lot better because at least it'd be more exciting. Uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't work there anymore. <laughs> but what was the cause, you know? Um, it was actually area widespread. So it was Florida power and light kind of fucked us over. Well, and So you should be blamed for it. No, I shouldn't be blamed for it. Yet that doesn't stop the old Jews from yelling at me. Well, what movies? Can you tell us what movie was packed that day? Uh, Cinderella. Or all the old Jews were watching that. Uh, a lot of the old Jews were watching that. A lot of the old Jews were watching everything else. Um, but we had to sh- cancel all the movies that played around four o'clock. Did you have to refund everything? We had to hand out passes, refund stuff. I got yelled at a lot. It's okay. This, this, this. Can you give us some chief? Give me some, your top ten complaints. My top. I just wanted to say a story, not top ten complaints. No, I, just, well, my top ten complaints is I bought these tickets online. Are you going to refund me the surcharge, sir? All I have is passes. Can I get my money back, sir? None of the computers are on. Can I get my money back, sir? All I have is passes. Can I get my money back? I'm like, what the fuck, motherfucker? What do you want from me? Number ten. Number ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's honestly just. Just about that. The other one is like, I'm from out of town. I don't have regals near me. You can use them as Christmas presents. Get the fuck out of my face. Uh, All I have is passes, sir. I'm out of town. I don't have regals near me. Isn't it a nationwide chain? It is a nationwide chain. That's why I tell them. Oh, you live up north? There are regals everywhere. I know. Well, I don't go to them up there. What the fuck? I don't go up there. I go to the fancy theaters. (laughs) Where they massage my balls before I sit. We're a Lowe's family. (laughs) (laughs) But the power was literally out for like two hours. And then once it came on and we started opening the doors, this this father came up to the door with his daughter wearing a Cinderella outfit dress. They came to see Cinderella and I had to turn them away. And the look on her face was all the crushed hopes and dreams why? I give to the Purple Rose of Cairo. Why? Because why? she looked defeated. No, why did you turn her away? Was it the movie starting? Uh, well, we didn't know it would be starting. Oh. Yeah, so I'm like, go away, little girl. Why are you dressed like a bitch? No, wait, no, okay. <laughs> go away, little girl. We have, we have business to attend oh, Away with you. Away with you. Cinderella's dead. Cinderella's dead. <laughs> Cinderella is dead, is what I would say. Because we're out of power. She'll be alive within two hours. Within two hours. She's dead right now. We can reanimate her corpse and get her back up on the screen in two hours. Cinderella will never be seen again. And she was all like, gaga, goo goo, fucking learn to speak, idiot. <laughs> uh, okay, so Carlos' story time is done. Carlos' story time well, hour is done. Do you not have any more complaints? That was oh, I, am, I give the crushed hopes and dreams of a small child to the Purple Rose of Cairo, which is no, 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 high I, praise. I really wanted more, no more complaints. That was the main one only. I mean, my spirit is crushed. No, from the people, the old people. That's about it. They only said, where's my money? Where's my elephant? Where's my elephant? Basically. Can I get uh, some water? I'm gonna get some water. I'm thirsty. Well, I'll leave. What 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 scale? <laughs> given that. Why are you so? Uh, we'll continue. That was good. Yeah. I don't know why you're so uh, bashful. I, I don't. I, 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 don't know, I don't know why you're so bashful. William, but William stop being shy. You gotta be more going. Come on, you're my girlfriend. It's, we live together. Not so much the impression. It is the actual execution of the impression that I do not like. To you do it really well. <laughs> you oh, do wow. it. You, you, you do it really well. Come on, William. You wear it. Please well. do it. Do it. Listen, the way you wear that, it's just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Is this on a scale of uh, 1 to 10? No, it's a scale of uh, 1 to 42. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, let's give uh, the Purple Rose of Cairo uh, a 30, uh, 30, 32, 34? I thought it was going to, I thought, I thought you were going to say 38. You disappoint me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give the Midnight in Paris 38 gold balloons. <laughs> uh, and I will give uh, Midnight in Paris uh, 37, 38. <laughs> 39, 40, oh my God. 31, 42. <laughs> Stop these monsters. I'll give it a thir- 38 croissant. Hey, listeners. If you want to contact us at On Review, you can find us at onyourmarketsetreview.wordpress.com, email us at thinwhitedudes at gmail.com. You can also visit us at our Facebook page, interact with your favorite contestants, and give us the most scathing flames that we truly deserve. You can also find us on iTunes. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the game portion of the show. Uh, we had some technical difficulties that have been edited out, so that whole explanation was entirely unnecessary, so thank you for wasting time with me. Uh, but as I was saying before, welcome to the games portion. Uh, today, we'll be fighting for whatever the fuck. I forgot what it was. Uh, my recommendation this week is Force Majeure. Okay, whatever. Ooh, Carlo. I still don't know what I'm playing for, um, but if I you win, ten minutes. you will find out. And in that ten minutes, I got water. What more do you want from me? Well, why are you looking like that? Uh, uh, What's off to the side that is captivating you so much? This is merely my cell phone. Okay, as I was saying before, <laughs> game portion. We're playing today the Woody Allen conversation game. I don't know what This that is means. a bit different from the Woody Allen game that Carlo, I, will normally enjoy. Can you call it a game, though? Yeah, it is a game. <laughs> well, this is more of a game now. It's a game Basically, with no winners. You have to name each of Woody Allen's movies. <laughs> Whoever uh, loses first... Forfeits the game. Actually, I'm doing a new rule here where oh my God. you have two strikes before you're out. What? Two strikes. Isn't it three strikes before you're out normally? Not two strikes. Why? Why what, not? What's your reasoning? Oh, because, you know, Woody Allen's got two balls and we got two balls. Oh my God, you fucking crypto fascist. All right, let's go. Oh, I don't even know what my reasoning was. I just made it up. Yeah. All right, okay. Okay, but... I will go with here, this madness. So I, to give you... Make it a little bit harder... For you, because I know you're the master at this, and Will is a bit of a novice, you have to use it in a conversation as if you're talking to Will. What? And continue it back and forth. This fucking bullshit. And I give you 20 seconds to answer back to each other. What? To make it easier. This kind of. So would it be cheating if I pulled up Woody Allen's IMDb page? Well, I'm be watching your eyes the whole time. <laughs> so yes, it would be cheating. And I see you look away from the screen. Or have your little laser eye focus. Look, the, he just fucking did it. Minus a point right now. Don't make me give you one strike, Will. <laughs> and you only got one left. I, I will live. <laughs> All right. Gotta love that confidence. Uh, you know what? Because of you, I'm making it 10 seconds. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. You made 10 seconds. Well, we'll see how good the first round. And maybe I'll drop the conversation part if it fails. We'll find out. I think it will. Can we just please drop it? No. All right. Please. Well, I'm going to allow you to go first because, you uh, know, you obviously don't know as much as Woody Allen as 
Carlo the Master does. So do we have to do this in the voice? You have to do all the voice. Oh Thank my God, God. you yeah, reminded me. You all have to talk in the voice, too. We can't use any normal voices. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> From this point on. So, oh, my God. Yeah, talk in the Woody Allen voice. So, so Carlo, <laughs> this may uh, sag into uh, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> So, Carlo, have you talked to uh, uh, Hannah and her sisters lately? Point for a No, no, I've, I've been too busy talking to another woman. Which one's that? I think I should win by default since I stumped the, the guy asking the questions. All right, well. Um, Gina Rowlands, Mia Farrow, 1989. Go fuck yourself. Oh, the the other uh, woman? You mean uh, Mighty Aphrodite? No, no. Actually, I was talking about Melinda and Melinda. Two, two women. Uh, five, <laughs> four, three, two, two pussies. Um, no, that, that conversation sounds like a real sleeper. <laughs> Come join me. Join me for coffee. I know this wonderful place in Manhattan. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, oh uh, yeah, I uh, w- w- I I went there with his eyes. Hall one his day. eyes. What? Uh, no, I. <laughs> he said Annie Hall. You're still doing it. Well, stop looking away. He's, <laughs> William, he's I'll, cheating. I'll allow that. He's uncomfortable with constant eye. <laughs> I allow it because he said Annie Hall, and that's a pretty recognizable movie. Oh dear God, that is quite terrifying. It is allowed. Okay, fine. You know what I'm nostalgic about? These stardust memories of mine. Did that really flow in the conversation? Doesn't matter. I used it in a sentence. I think it should be allowed. I'm okay with force, I'm okay with force majeure winning. If you want to call me a loser no, no, right no. now, go for well, it. First of all, it's two strikes. But oh my god. What, what was what was your response? Uh, my response to Carl's original one. Oh, I said I went there once with Annie Hall. Okay, one strike for you, Carl. What? Enough <laughs> of at all. Oh my god. Alright. I disagree with this strike. Carlo, I feel like Andrew's just trying to Carlo, handicap me. Since you get a strike, you get to start up the next round. Oh my god. New conversation, new topics. I almost feel like I should just like give up right now out of spite. Yeah. I'll allow it, then you won't be on the show for five years. What? That's cold. <laughs> That's the penalty. That's the penalty, or is that the prize? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see, let me see, let me see. I'm bad at this. I'm bad. Can you start it off? Uh, you want me to start it off? I'd like you to start it off. Gentlemen, you, you are here because one of you will meet a tall, dark stranger tonight. Um, uh, will, will, will I meet him in the shadows and fog? T twenty seven pussies. What is that? Almost constant. Strike for well. That was Zach Alfanakis bit where Zach Brafikanakis, where he and some guy named John are walking out of a convenience store. Can we just play the clip? No, we can't play the clip. Okay, fine. Okay. And he just walks out of the store, and this guy in the truck sees him out, and he goes out of his car alone. He goes. Two pussies. 
And the way he says it, I don't know why it's so infectious for us to say it, but it doesn't matter. We couldn't have talked for like 10 years. I could just look at Andrew and say, T-U-C's. And he'll just burst out laughing. Because it's such a... <laughs> it's such a little shit thing to say. <laughs> it's the least brave thing ever to do. Okay. New one. All right. <clears throat> Let me start it out for you, Will. I'll get you pumped up. I'm telling you, don't be nervous, because remember, anything goes. Is it anything goes, or do you keep saying it wrong? Um, Andrew, I think that's a strike for you. <laughs> anything else? We'll just remember, use anything else against Carlo. What? <laughs> Wait, what, what we're repeating? <laughs> no, I'm just telling you, use anything else against Carlo. Oh. Well, uh, you know... Uh, you know what they say about winning? <laughs> Whatever was. <laughs> William, you, you, better, you better stop that attitude before I put the curse of the Jade Scorpion on you. Um, it, it sounds like Carlos planning to uh, perform some kinds of misdemeanors upon me. <laughs> well, by the time I'm done with you, it ain't gonna be no Hollywood ending. Uh, <laughs> Five. I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> a Hollywood ending like the ending of uh, uh, The Purple Rose of Cairo. I'm going to start 10 seconds now because I'm 10. No, my God, no, I can't do this. <laughs> oh, no. Will, you, you keep your back talk. You better watch out. I'll give you both the sweet and low down. Uh, five. <laughs> I hate this time limit. Two. Two pussies. Two T pussies. One. Uh, what? <laughs> I started. Hard to I'm allow it. What are you going to say? Uh, well, this Kylo, he's bananas. <laughs> You see, if it comes to a, such a desperate <laughs> point, we really cannot form a sensible conversation out of the time. Well, you did it. You fall out. <coughs> so, it still works. I may be bananas, but I'm living in the radio days. Okay. I'm just going. You know what? I'll, I'll allow it. Just, so, and you are bananas at this point in the conversation. I am, I am bananas. And That's been established. a bananas person would say something. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> He's stretching now <laughs> so much. It works. I'm going to tell you it works. Okay, fine. Your time limit starts in five seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your time limit started now. <laughs> Ants. <laughs> oh my god can't can you please just get a soundbite of his laughter and just play it in random episodes in the future because it's out of nowhere it's so haunting i love it it's terrifying it's terrifying ants <laughs> And you all were worried about the game, and it worked out really well. <laughs>
<laughs> isn't it isn't it weird that Woody Allen is in Ants? No. Why would you put him in a? <laughs> I want to say it's because it was specifically written for him. I want to say. I guess so. it, it was one of Woody Allen's behind scripts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I, I get the screw up ants. I'm just, I'm just dying to tell. Mr. Disney, what should we read from my script? All right. So, uh, Carl is the winner. Cool. So, we're watching no. Force Majeure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, tell us where we can find Force Majeure. Okay, so we are watching Force Majeure. You can find Force Majeure. Uh, it is newly uh, released on Netflix. In- Wait, no, no, that no. sounds like a deal to me. Force Majeure it is. Wait, so who won? You won. No, everybody won. We all get to watch Force Majeure. Okay, so... And yeah, I did win. You're absolutely right. Celebrity Husbands and Wives of, of uh, Broadway Danny Rose. Okay, we're talking about what Salone, right? The way you're doing that was... Uh, I, 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 I was in apps too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So was J-Lo. I, I, uh, and Christopher Walken. He was the one with the wings who was Gene Hackman's douche's bodyguard. Yeah, he was the cool ant. Yeah. He was the cool ant. He was the cool ant. I, I, I don't think Carlo has hosted an episode since uh, before the last episode that he didn't host and I hosted in his absence. Very so, true. Carlo, you're actually hosting Force Majeure. I'm hosting actually. Force Majeure. I'll bring my A game. I am very excited to watch Force Majeure. Yeah, so am I. Wait, can you say that again? Force Majeure. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Uh, before we end the episode, uh, can we uh, uh, explain exactly the story behind, uh, I believe, the red donuts? And <laughs> donut that, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, so you found the bad donuts. I, well, no, 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 no. Um, Andrew um, picked me up at his local grocery store yet again um, after taking a shower, I'm sure. And yes. I fucking knew it. <laughs> And as soon as I got in the car, he said, um, you smell sweet. And originally, I was a little scared and off-put, um, but I just, I'm like, I have to go and do this episode with him. And then he kept saying um, really weird stuff like, um, you smell good, you smell like you, you fell in a vat of donuts. And then we, were, we got into the discussion of, is it bat or vat? He said bat with I a V as in boy. I said vat with a V as in all, as in Victor, which is what I am. I like I, how you misrepresented. I proved him wrong. I like how you misrepresented. Uh, no, you're wrong. You're drunk. Go home. Wait, you are home. Stay drunk. Stay here. Um, so now is the game of Andrew, because, Will, you can't smell me. Uh, smell-o-vision has not so been invented yet. So why do you smell? So good? Yeah. Well, no, it's up to you to guess the things that I've done and drank tonight. That's, that's the game. Oh, well. You have at least three guesses. Well, thank you all for coming on tonight. That's terrible. Will, what do you think I've done tonight to make me smell so sweet like a vat of donuts? Uh, well, uh, my first uh, guess would be that you visited a, a donut shop of some sort. Interesting. Uh, perhaps a, a boulangerie. A boulangerie. Uh, sweetness. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> <Or, laughs> Perhaps uh, you uh, went and, uh, as you did the other day, sampled some of the colognes at a uh, <laughs> at a tire shop. At a tire shop. You know, Will is uh, drunk right now. Place. Will, you're He's drunk. He's sweating bullets. His eyes are bloodshot. <laughs> his cheeks are rosy yeah, red. Punch drunk. His nose is completely red. He looks like a Tumblr cartoon right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, why do you smell? 
Well, what do you think of it? I don't care. Just say you why. Just don't. My, my guess for drinking would be that kind of cloudy alcohol that you talked about <laughs> the other day. <laughs> yes, as drunk by our friend Dylan. No, I did not drink that. Um, I don't know why I smell like a vat of donuts to you. Perhaps you just love <laughs> wow, donuts so story. much. Great, great story. story. Great story. Great story. No, no, no. Um, I worked a 12-hour shift, and I sweat a lot. So this is just, I naturally smell sweet. You rubbed goobers. I rubbed goobers all over myself. I love that. I before I came over here way too much, and I Oh. So I smell sweet to you. Okay. That's what I smell sweet. That's One of us is a criminal. Can you just, actually, can you just leap that part out? So wait, okay. actually, no, if, it's funny, if it's gonna be so much funny if you just bleeped it out, no one knows what's going on. That actually would be I funny, <laughs> but I just, <laughs> f- just for so we know, while I am drunk and under the influence, will I still beat you in the voice? Uh, How does that make you feel? Please tell us. Uh, well, completely demoralized. <laughs> I, I, as a complete straight edge sober person, feel like I should be at the top. Will is really straight edge too. You wouldn't time. do any drinks. He wouldn't do anything. He no. was wearing a dress that was down to his feet. Yeah, I, I was, I, as we all know, I'm a strict Mormon follower. <laughs> Learned of the magic underwear. So. Oopsies. All right, so uh, great up. Yeah. Thank you all for joining me. Also, he's wearing your sandals. I hope you know that. Oh. Uh, he said I'm you left them, and he these. picked me up. He picked up a man in another man's sandals, which I thought was interesting. I, I, he says that I left them, but I feel like he may have entered my uh, <laughs> uh, luggage while I wasn't No, I got other things out of your luggage. It is, oh, well, yeah, we know about the underwear. It is quite possible. I have them spread out on my bed right now. I have a, made a heart-shaped symbol. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I didn't notice like eight pairs of underwear missing from my luggage. Uh, but anyway, thank you all for coming on and discussing... <clears throat> <laughs> the Pearl Rose of Cairo in Midnight mm. Paris, even though I feel like we did not discuss them at all. We did. We can cover them again on a later episode. No. We don't have to do that. <laughs> I think we will. Yeah, uh, I think we will too. Is that a threat? <laughs> that's, a, that's as close to a no, will threat as you get. Will, put that gun down. No, no, no. Will, 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 where are your friends? Come on. No, no, no. Ah!